All right, welcome back, Islanders, to another one. We got a real special one for you today. Today, we're going to go ahead and get at a first-round mock draft between King Bombo and yours truly, Sweet Tea. This one's going to be a lot of fun because we've already predetermined where our draft order is going to be. The three of us are going to try to, to fill in the gaps for a full first round, so I got the first overall pick. We got King with the second and Bombo with the third. Then it goes into the fourth, fifth, and it just loops. We're going to go and we're going to mock draft our first round and give everybody a good reason why we picked who we picked at what order. So, guys, I hope you guys are up for this one. This one's going to be a lot of fun. We've done some actual drafts together. So this is going to be kind of interesting because... We haven't really done anything like this on the show before. Hopefully you guys are up for this one. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started. I'm going to go with my number one pick overall. And that is going to be off the board. The number two wide receiver, Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals. Now I could have went with Justin Jefferson, but I do think that there's going to be a little bit of regression there. I don't know about... Kirkland Cousins, and I'm more comfortable with the fact that I think Jamar Chase is going to have another ball out season. That team is just set up for a lot of success. So for me, I got to go Jamar Chase, number one overall. King, you're number two. What do you got on the clock? I mean, that's a good number one pick. I think that's okay. But I think the guy I would take number two, I'd take him any spot in the first round if he was there, is Tyreek Hill. I think people don't realize the number he put up last year without Tua in a lot of those games. You know, once Tua got that real bad concussion and, you know, they asked him what day it was and he, you know, he was like Taco Tuesday or whatever he said, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was bad after that. So, I mean, that quarterback, and he still put up numbers that were almost breaking records for the season. So imagine if Tua can stay upright and Tua's put on about 10 pounds of, we'll just call it mass. You know, but I don't, I'm keeping my name out of his mouth. I don't want him fucking coming down on me, bro. You know what I mean? Don't fucking, don't, don't get him fired up, bro. So I'm just saying if Tua can stay upright and even just say 15 games, Tyreek Hill's going to hit 2,000 yards. So I'm not sure about the touchdowns and what happens. It seems like Jalen Waddle got a lot of them last year. I'm hoping the Cheetah gets a lot more this year than, than Jalen Waddle, but Cheetah will be my number two pick. Solid, solid number two pick. I really like that. And, uh, you know, I like that little feisty Tua. It's good that you keep his name out of your mouth like that because you never know what he's going to do. All right, Bombo, who do you got at number three overall? Picking from the third spot, you're sh on any draft that you guys are in, you would probably be picking without a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or, or Tyreek Hill, any combination of those. Any two of those would probably be gone. At the three spot, maybe buck the trend, and I'm going to go with a running back, and it was between McCaffrey and Eckler, but I'm going to go with the guy that didn't request a trade a couple months ago and just give me Christian McCaffrey. I think that, that uh, he's a cog in the offense that's going that's primed to do all that he can to Niners. He's primed to do all that he can to get to the Super Bowl. That's what the Niners want to do. They know the recipe. They were a Brock Purdy injury away for, I think, from getting there. So give me Christian McCaffrey as being the trusted running back in a high-powered offense that's 
playing to win it all. I think that their, their window is closing with the talent that they have. Everybody's getting a little bit older and you know, that it's becoming the same old song and dance in San Francisco. The one constant though, is what we saw out of that offense. As soon as Christian McCaffrey got at it, I think Christian McCaffrey still has the value that he's had the past couple of years. As long as he's healthy, knock on wood. And I'm going to go into this, assuming that he is healthy and give me Christian McCaffrey. It's a nice pick. I like that. And you never know. Sometimes he can throw for a touchdown too. <laughs> he has that little yep. quarterback in him. All right. Well, okay, guys, you guys left this guy number one overall on on the ADP, and he's still on the board at the fourth pick. I got to take him off the board. Justin Jefferson, I did say that, yeah, I do expect some regression, and I'm still kind of iffy on what that offense is going to do. They got some good, solid weapons around him, so he's not going to be just the pure focal point that he was last year, but he's still going to get some solid numbers. He's still going to get his, even though he got kind of stopped on a couple games, but I got to go with Justin Jefferson. I don't understand how he could still be on the board with the number four pick, but I got to take him off the board, guys. Oh, nice pick. Which, Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Which leads to you, King. You're up. You know, I was thinking about it at this fifth pick and, you know, I mean, right. It's not like you can sit there and say, okay, I'm building a team and my fifth pick is going to be with the first guy I picked. You're sort of building a whole new team. And, you know, I think at this point now with the receivers that are left, you know, and obviously there's still some good receivers out there, top tier guys. But at this point, man, just get, you know, I think the running backs, there was basically two top tier guys, one A and one B. I'm going to take one B, Austin Eckler. I think that's the guy who just basically, you know, he fills in all the voids for you. If he's playing and he's suiting up for you, you know he's going to get you five to seven catches minimum. That's his his floor. He can go off for you 100 yards both ways. Who knows about the touchdowns? So with their offense now and a new offensive coordinator, who knows what it is, but on the fifth pick, I'm taking Austin Eckler. Solid pick. I really like that pick, especially at that fifth spot. Guy has ball out years for the last couple of years. Love it. Bombo, number six pick. Who are you going with? From the sixth position in a 12-team league draft, you can go a lot of different ways. And I know that we had pre-show meetings and we've went through this before. And, you know, just talking to King and listening to him I mean, with some of the picks that he had, it convinced me there's no way I can pass up on a Raider in the first round and I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. So this is going into it thinking that at some point O'Connell takes over as quarterback of the Raiders. And if they do, he's he throws dots. And Devontae showed that he could do it with anybody. I mean, he had Carr throwing to him. He had Jared Stidham throwing to him last year. And he was able to put up some pretty big fantasy games. I think we throw around the term quarterback proof. I think Devontae is such a crisp route runner. He gets separation and he gets he has such great hands. I think if you have a competent quarterback out there, he can produce. Raiders are not probably going for the Super Bowl this year, but you know they want to highlight their best player. And as a and as a fan in a really bad codependent relationship with the Raiders, I have to, I can't pass him up. So at the sixth pick, I would take Devontae Adams. And it's a good pick to use what Kings said in the past. You know, he's very disrespected this year in fantasy just because of his quarterback situation and also what happened last year over there. So I, I think he's a solid pick. All right. That leads me into my next pick. I'm going to go ahead. I, I got to go 
with this guy. He's listed as the number one tight end. He's a de facto wide receiver, and that's Travis Kelsey. This guy, he's freaking ancient right now in football years. He's got a lot of miles on him, but the talent's still there. There's nobody that challenges him that much for number one. Every time we think that somebody's going to step up and challenge him for that number one tight end in the league, he just kind of blows them out of the water again. And uh, that offense just rolls. When you got a guy throwing the ball like Patrick Mahomes at you, I, I just, I love me some Travis Kelsey. All right, King. So you're up next at the number eight pick. Who's your eighth? Well, I think, you know, one of the guys, again, you're talking about being disrespected and now falling all the way to eight. I'm going to take me some Cooper. You know, this guy two years ago, he was, you know, he broke every record in the NFL. You know, and I really think, I, I don't know what's going on over there. I know it's what have you done for me lately, but there's some bad blood going on with Matt Stafford. I think this might be his final hurrah there. I'm just feeling that. And I think he might be throwing in somewhere else. Hey, maybe mark my words a little bit. Maybe Matt Stafford's going to be playing in Dallas to close out his career, not Dak. But anyway, uh, I, I just think they're going to have a big year. I think they're going to try to prove everybody wrong. They're going to be playing from behind because their defense sucks. And he's going to have, you know, anywhere from seven to fucking 12, 13 catches a game. You know, he gets those little short to intermediate routes where he's just ad-libbing and they just feel it. And no one can cover it because they don't even know what they're really going to run. So I get it, you know, why they're so successful. And if those guys can stay healthy, and even 80, 90% of what they were two years ago. I'm good with that at the the pick that I'm taking him at Cooper Cup. I like that pick, King. I like it a lot. I don't know. What about, what about Trey Lance over there in Dallas, you know, fighting against Stafford for that uh, Dallas quarterback position in a couple of years? Oh, yeah. All right, Bumbo. So you got the ninth pick overall. Who are you going to go so with? This is where I would use the strategy as a team pick, picking from the nine spot in a 12 team draft. I would think. I got about six, five or six, I don't know the math, picks coming back to me. So I could kind of knock out two positions at one time from a basket of some pretty good talent. Uh, and I'm going to go with the upside here and go Amon Ross St. Brown at that position. I think that he is primed to have a big year, a breakout year. This is maybe the last year that you'd be able to probably get Amon Ra in the second round. I'm going to, on this, on this pick, it's a reach. Because I think he probably would be there in the second round for some leagues, depending, unless there's somebody out there that's been paying attention and seeing that this guy gets better and better pretty much every game he plays. He looks unguardable, crisp route running. He has the hands and he's in an offense that throws it a ton and they don't have a really good defense. So they're always going to be in shootouts. A lot of is expected of the Detroit Lions this year. They get KC in the first game of the year. So they're. Obviously, they expect some offense to generate rate. They expect offense to generate ratings. He's a big chunk of that offense. Huge target share. Has the trust of Goff. I think he's a superstar waiting to happen. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Detroit's got a lot of weapons, and he's their number one weapon. And I think that's a really smart pick. I don't even know if that's going to be a reach because I think, to your point, Bombo, there's a lot of guys that are going to are starting to wake up to this guy. You know, you've done a lot of mocks. King's done a lot of mocks. And you guys are seeing that this guy is starting to go a lot quicker than you guys expected. It's because guys are waking up to him. So I love me that. So that goes into me. Still a lot of talent on the board. You know, I'm going in this first round. I got to take this guy. I think he's 
he's the number one receiver. I understand that they got a really solid number two over there, but this guy still gets the bulk of the, the targets, and that's A.J. Brown over there in Philadelphia. Big body wide receiver. Love what he did over there. They're building a great program, top offense, and I think he's still going to get the bulk of the targets. And, uh, yeah, I love me some A.J. Brown. All right, King, who do you got? I think at, at the, the back 11th. end of the first round, you know, if you can get either one of the, the two guys I'm thinking about, you should be happy to start your team because you're going to come back around and take the opposite. But, you know, I think I have my pick between a good really, you know, top three or four running back and a top five or six receiver here. Probably just because of its PPR and I'm worried about the running back's injury history. I'm going to go to go Stephon Diggs here at the 11th pick. You know, obviously there's running backs on the board. You know, you got King Henry out there. You got Saquon out there. And, you know, I think at this point now, just knowing that both those guys probably won't be taken on the come around on the snake, you know, your strategy at 11 is take the best receiver you can. So I'll take Stephon Diggs and one of those two guys should be there waiting for me. And I'm good with a runner up if they're going to take Saquon in 12. Solid pick. They have a great offense over there. And, you know, the guy's in the top 10 and very disrespected when it comes to drafting in the first round. A lot of guys are passing him up. So that's a good one. And Bombo, with the last pick in the first round, what's going to be your strategy going into that pick? And who do you get? I mean, not to regurgitate what King just said, but I would be drafting in that 12th round knowing that I got the snake coming, if I have the snake coming back around, it would be a toss up between getting my running back between Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. I would cross that bridge when I come to it. First thing I would do is get CeeDee Lamb off the board at number 12. Just like we were talking about with Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb's ready to become a superstar receiver. I'm not saying he's going to be the best receiver in the league, but I'm saying he can be one of these stars. It's a it's a receiver-driven league now, and C.D. Lamb plays for America's team. He's the star of that team. He's the constant on the offense with so many different things shifting around. There's no more Dalton Schultz. The Zeke era is over, officially handed over the keys to Tony Pollard. Got a brand new guy on the other side in Brandon Cooks. Michael Gallup is still a question mark. I don't know if we've seen him at his best yet with the injury history. The one constant in the offense is C.D. Lamb. He gets all the targets. He gets the high percentage touches, and he's what they're looking for in the end zone all the time. Also, C.D. Lamb is really creative. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he could take it to the house at any time. And then, of course, on the back end, coming back from the snake, I'd grab one of those two remaining running backs and be in a really good spot. Give me C.D. Lamb. Nice, Bombo. Nice. You know, guys, I... I think this is a really solid first round. I love the analysis you guys were giving on why you're picking and and what you're you're thinking when you're taking at that position and why. So good stuff. We're going to go ahead and wrap that up. Hopefully some of the listeners got some key insights on if they haven't drafted yet, who they can draft and in what position. So for that, we'll see everybody on the next one. We're out. We're out.